Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls, and welcome to a brand new week of The Ralph Report. It is Monday, June 10th. So happy to have you with us today. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman, and sitting here in the Batcave with me is the vice host, Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. How was your weekend, Pence? Uh, it's uh, a little exhausting. I'm still battling the insomnia. Oh, so. why don't you get <laughs> some drugs? I need to get drugs. People keep telling me to do the, uh, the was it indica? The marijuana? The Oh, indica. Indica. Indi- Indica, yeah. means into bed or something like that. That's what they call it. Oh, is that what they call it? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't speak the language. I am not uh, well-versed <laughs> so, in the ways of the weed. I've never done it before, so I don't even know. I, it, I might get to that point if I have to. But I may. I'm not saying. Oh, I guess I can because it's now illegal. <laughs> I was going to try to be all cool and coy about it, but my wife uh, swears by it. Really? A couple puffs on her... Uh, Little vape, pipe. vape dealio before bedtime knocks, her, knocks out. her right out. I've heard that. I might, I might have to break down. Do it, or take a Benadryl, or take a something that just takes the edge off. A, 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 what are they? A, a Tylenol PM, or one yeah, of those I, over my, the counter. My deals. problem is I have an addictive personality, so I'm afraid You're not if gonna I get start addicted to, to a Tylenol PM. I might if it works really well. I'm like, oh yeah, and I'll take one every night to go to sleep. All right. <laughs> That's not then a good what thing. happens? You sleep every night? You, you go down the road of Michael Jackson. Oh, next do thing you? you know, you have a doctor next to you killing you. Yeah. For the guy who never drinks, I don't saying. think you're going to be uh, it's a slippery, tapping a vein with propofol anytime it's soon. It's a slippery slope. Just go to sleep, god damn it. <laughs> oh, there's no reason for you to suffer when I there's know. things out there that can fix it. I know. Just take a pill. I might. It's the American I way. I probably will. Take a drug. I will. Right. I'll do something. I'll, I'll keep you updated. How was the uh, flag football? For those who don't know, Eddie Pence is a, a flag football dad. You know the soccer moms? Yeah. <laughs> He's a flag football dad. Oh, man. And he was out there in the hot sun yesterday with his kid Colton running around, yeah, they balling. Big, they had a big tournament yesterday, so... It was yeah. ninety some degrees in Glendale, so it was not. Yeah. Fun. It was not fun. It was. It was one of those. That's football weather, right yeah. there. <laughs> Sunny in ninety one. Sunny ninety one. Seventy percent humidity. Oh, that was not enjoyable. It's good times. So. Uh, my weekend was so chill because I was solo. I live in the bachelor life this weekend. My kid and my wife were off on a uh, Girl Scouts slash brownie camping trip with the rest of the troop. Yeah. So I was left to my own devices here at the house, which what? just means a lot of television and because uh, I never get to watch TV anymore because my kid yeah. owns the television. They occupy it. We got this beautiful flat screen in the TV room there. Yeah. And all it plays is Disney the Merrill twins on YouTube and <laughs> other shit that I have no interest in. I'm like, why do I have this nice TV when all my kid does is watch, uh, you know, DYI, how to make your own hair braid videos. You should get a big flat screen in the back cave. Uh, Just sit here and watch TV. I got less room in here than I know what to do with. <laughs> and so what I did this weekend, I finally got a chance, and Steve Ashton's going to love this story. I finally, finally got a chance to start binging Peaky Blinders on Netflix. I've heard that's a great show. Boy, Steve Ashton, why didn't you tell me how good it was? Actually, I'm kidding because he says it all the time. 
Um, I finally had a chance to start watching it. Boy, is that a great show. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of addicted personalities, this, the minute you leave here, I'm going to sit down and start <laughs> watching more of them. It was so good. And then uh, last night, thanks to everybody who came out to the big uh, Changeland screening and Q&A. I was there with uh, Seth Green and Brecken Meyer and Claire Grant and uh, folks watched the movie there at the Music Hall Theater. I forget which one it was. The Lemley there. And um, then we had a little Q&A afterwards. And it was a lot of fun. So thanks to Seth for inviting me to do that. And thanks to everybody who came out. It was a good time. But now it's Monday. And that means a brand new Ralph report for you, the Garmy. Kicking it off today uh, with a game. I think it's time to give away some fabulous cash and prizes. Cash not included. To the Garmy. What we do is uh, Eddie Pence has a long list of members of the Garmy who would Very like to participate. Long, extensive. Uh, you uh, simply get on that list by emailing eddie at the Ralphreport.com and put in the subject line, hey, I want to win stuff. Yeah. And then what Eddie does is when it's game time, he picks at random one of you lucky members of the Garmy. And then he plays the game. And if he wins, you win. It's just that simple. You get to fa some fabulous cash and prizes. Cash not included. If you uh, if your name is chosen, who are you playing for today, Eddie today Pence? Today we're playing for Adrian Doucette. Adrian Doucette. Adrian Doucette in uh, uh -huh. beautiful uh, Sherman Oaks, California. All right. Is it Adrian with two N's? Like yes. a female version? Yes. Or Adrian yes. like a Adrian Brody? No, it's not Adrian. It's A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E. -N -N -E. Yeah, Adrian, Adrian Doucette. Doucette. Here in Southern California? Yeah, say? right here. Sherman Oaks. Sherman Oaks, probably California. A, probably a seven iron away. A just the town right next door here. I might drop this off in person, Adrian. I might <laughs> knock on your door and say special delivery if Eddie Pence wins, of course. That means it's time to play the Garmy Game Show. It's time for America's fastest growing quiz sensation, the Garmy Game Show. With the host that loves you most, Ralph Garmin. And the contestant that can win you fabulous prizes, Eddie Pence. Thank you, John Cooperman. Welcome to the Garmy Game Show. It is the game show where you, the Garmy, gets the chance to win some fabulous cash and prizes. Cash not included. And let's find out what Adrian could win. Ralph? Why, thank you, Ralph. If Eddie Pence gets five questions or more correct, Adrian could win a Garmy swag pack. That's right. It includes a Ralph Report shot glass, a Ralph Report notepad, and other fun Ralph Report things. Back to you, Ralph. Why, thank you so much, Ralph. All right. Today's game <laughs> should be a slam dunk, no-brainer, easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. Really? As we say here. Okay. On the Ralph Report. I, with that... That doesn't really mean anything to it's me. It's going to be an audio game. This will be fun. Oh, it's not the backwards thing. Is no, it? no, it's not. It's the draw crab. Well, it's the draw crab. Which is so much fun. You can eat it. Oh, I forgot about that one. I got to do no, that No, we do week. not yeah, ever we need to bring do that, that back. I'm not, can't win it. I'll just forfeit. You can win it. Can't win it. You can win this one for sure. I was uh, doing a deep dive over the weekend mm -hmm. on the computer looking at famous television catchphrases. Almost every decade, every era of television has a show that has a famous catchphrase that one of their characters gets known for, right? right. Yeah. If I were to say to you, Eddie Pence, mm -hmm. um, I love it when a plan comes together. Eighteen. You would say the eighteen. Yeah. See? That's not one of them? That's not oh, one of them. Oh, come no. on. So what we're going to mm. do is play some famous television catchphrases. Okay. And Eddie, all you need to do is identify the television show 
that that catchphrase comes from. All right. I was thinking of making it a little bit harder and having you identify the character and the uh, show. I'm not good with names. But I thought it would just be easier if you just have to name the TV show. Now, these are shows throughout the history of television. Okay. Well, let's see. What the oldest one goes back to, I guess, the 60s all the way up to present time. Right, these okay. are just TV. Not like, like, not like where's the beef with uh, commercials. These are not commercials, okay. no. This is just TV This is shows. television programs. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure I made that painfully clear. I'm just wondering. I, I appreciate you doing trying to get all the rules straight. I'm just trying to get everything straight. I need all the rules These set. are all television, television shows, shows, and they, they gotcha. range from sitcoms to cop shows. You name okay. it. Okay. It's all in there, okay? I will play for you the catchphrase. Right. If you identify the show, that is a point for you and Adrienne. And if you get five or more, if you only have to get half, half of them right half. for Adrian to win all right. those fabulous prizes. We can okay? do this, Adrian. All right. Here we go. Once again, catchphrases. Okay? Gotcha. Got it. <laughs> I'm ready. Here we go. Locked and loaded. First one. Here we go. I'll play it for you twice. Okay. But only twice. No more than that. <laughs> Here we go. First one. Bazinga. Oh, there you go. Big Bang Theory. You're absolutely right, Eddie. Yeah. That was indeed Bazinga. That's Sheldon <laughs> from The Big Bang Theory. So good because I never Already. Even watched that show and I knew that one. You are so. one for one. So good about it. So far, you are perfect. So good. You are batting a thousand. Can we end right now? No, we cannot. Damn. All right. Here is number two. Dynamite. All right. One more time. Dynamite. There you go. That's good times. That's correct. Good times. That is Jimmy J.J. Walker. Dynamite. Kid Dynamite from Good Times. All right, look at you. Hey, look at me. Two for two right now. All the right, gate. here we go. Here's your third one. How you doing? Uh, how about that? Friends. How you doing? That's correct. That is Joey from Friends. Look at you. Look at this. Two more correct. And Adrian is winning some fabulous prizes. I mean, I would really have to screw the pooch to lose this, right? I now. can't imagine you're not going right? to get two of the remaining I would seven. Real, it would be a, it would be an Atlanta Falcons type of crumble <laughs> in a Super Bowl. Be, yes, I don't to think, lose this right now. I think you're in good shape. All right, here we go. This is the fourth one. Oh, sir, just one more thing. Yeah, just one more thing. Oh, Columbo. That's correct, sir. Columbo. <laughs> Look at you. You're tearing through this. We're going to play them all out, though, just in case. All right. Uh, here's number five. This is it. If you okay, get this okay. one, then We're in the clear. you are absolutely correct. Take a knee. All right. Here we go. Kiss my grits. Oh, Alice. Kiss my grits. That's correct, Eddie Pence. That's Flo. Five for five. Flo from Alice. <laughs> all right. He's got it. You win, Adrian. Congratulations. Look at that. Let's play the rest of them out and see how Eddie Pence does. Let's see if he can get all of them. Run Wouldn't the that out. be exciting? Ooh. Here we go. Nanu, Nanu. Mork and Mindy. Nanu, Nanu. Mork and Mindy. That's correct. Mork and Mindy. There's the famous Robin Williams catchphrase from Mork and so Mindy. If we get all 10, do I get the cash and prizes too? Um. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Cash not included. Cash not included. You'll, you'll get the cash that's not included. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the next one. What you talking about, Willis? There you go. What you talking about, Willis? Different strokes. Different strokes is correct. This is amazing. I this like may be this the first game. time Eddie Pence runs the table. Did you do this every time? No. Damn it. I figured this would be a pretty good one to give some prizes away. I was hoping, because, you know, some people have been complaining, oh, it's, you make it too hard and Eddie can't win and then nobody wins anything. I'm like, like, I go like 500. It's half and half. I know, but then you get very upset if Why? you don't I win. I feel bad. And then you sulk for the rest of the show. And you it get makes, insomnia it, from it. It makes everyone very sad. All right, here we go. Let's see if we can run the table here. Did I do that? One more time. Did I do that? Did I do that? Family matters. Family matters. Eddie Pence is crushing this. <laughs> 
All right, here we go. There we go. Family Guy. Family Guy. Of course, Glenn Quagmire. I'm getting nervous now. I want to get all ten. All right, he's got nine. Is it a layup? Out of the ten. This is the last one. I think so. I tried to load the back end with some easy ones in case things got dicey, but apparently you didn't need the help. Here is one of the most famous catchphrases in television history. Welcome, Dano. There you go. Book'em Dano. Book'em Dano. Dragnet? Oh. What was it? Book'em Dano. Oh, we were what so was that? close. Was that Dragnet? Oh. Oh, man. Oh. What? What's... Oh. What is it? Oh, oh no. Book'em Dano. Oh. It's, not, it's getting creepy now. Let's do it real creepy. That's Hawaii Five-0, Eddie. Hawaii Five-0. Steve McGarrett, the head gotcha. of the Five-0, would say, book them, Dano. In fact, even in the rebooted version, now on CBS, they say that? that catchphrase still exists. I never watched either one. At the end of the episode, when they caught the bad guy, he would tell, turn to book his partner, Dano. Uh, Danny, uh, and say, book them, Dano. I, I've that, heard it before, uh, but yeah, I couldn't associate it. Famous catchphrase. Oh, Nine out of ten, out not of ten. too shabby. Adrian, congratulations. You are the winner of that fabulous Garmy prize pack including a Ralph Report shot glass and a uh, air freshener and mm. a note tablet. Oh, you're going to love it. I'm going to walk it to your house. I'm going to ring your doorbell. The elusive perfect game. Oh, one of these days. One of these days. Thanks for playing. See you next time on The Garmy Game Show. The Garmy Game Show is a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. That was exciting. That was exciting. I thought you were going to do it all. I thought I was too, but then Bookham Dano got so me. So close. So close. All right. So close. Next time. Next time. <laughs> we love it when you Garmy members reach out to us. You know how it works. You can write us at the ralphreport.com, either myself or Eddie or Steve Ashton. If you have a question for Ask a Brit, et cetera, et cetera. You can reach us on social media, of course, at Ralph Garmin, at Eddie Pence, at Steve Ashton. At Carrie Garman, if you want to reach out to the First Lady. Or you can do what a lot of folks like to do. You can leave us a voicemail message anytime you like. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. It's so very simple. You just have to dial the number. one 833 Hi, Ralph. I listen to each and every voicemail. I pull a couple of them that I particularly like. And then we slap them on the front of the show here in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The is on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. And see what's on your mind. Blah, 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 blah. Last week on Ralph Sex University, we were talking about the elusive penis enlargement technique. Yes. How do you make your penis bigger? Well, it turns out you can't. No. So get over yourself. Your penis is fine. Just live your life. And we mentioned several different techniques that people have tried uh, to little or no success. One of them being the penis pump. Yeah. You put that on your penis and you it's like uh, its like one of those uh, blood pressure tester things. It's got a little bulb in the end and yeah. you just squeeze it and it uh, sucks all the air out of the cylinder and makes the blood rush to your penis. Well, I shouldn't be surprised, but there are Garmin members out there who have tried almost everything, including that penis pump. This gentleman did not leave his name. I wonder why. Hey, uh, Ralph and Eddie. Um, I was just listening to the Thursday's podcast about the uh, enlarging the penis and the penis pump. When I was a young man, everybody said my dick was small. And 
when my friends gathered a penis pump, and we all passed it around. I pumped up my dick so big, it was huge inside the cylinder. It's kind of like a bong. It's got a carb on it. You hold your thumb over. Anyway, when I pulled my dick out, it looked like a fucking cheetah. It had broken the blood vessels in my shaft. I don't know. It was terrible. It was painful, and uh, I had purple spots on my dick for for a long time. But I'm okay now. I love you. I mean it. Bye. Thank you, sir. I'm glad your penis is okay now. It looked like a cheetah, he said, with purple spots all over it. I don't know. That sounds kind of stylish. I might want to go for that. What's more disturbing? The fact that his uh, penis was... Uh, modeled after he pulled it out of the pump, or that he and his pals were passing the penis pump around. I'm going to say passing the penis pump around. It's an odd group activity. The most disturbing. Hey, Bobby, why don't you come on over? We're going to hang down in the rec room, and we're all going to pump our penises up. Play some foosball and then pump our penises Your turn. Your turn. Feel free to (laughs) stick your dick in this right after mine's been in it. Who wants it next? sounds just like uh, (laughs) uh, an HPV disaster waiting to happen. my God. That's the chlamydia club right there. Let's not let's not pass around yeah, the sex no. toys. That's how everyone gets herpes. Yeah, unless you're uh, sterilizing <laughs> it after each usage, which I can't imagine that brain trust was. <laughs> oh, it's disturbing. I don't think there are any alcohol wipes in the basement. <laughs> hey, you know we're, who we finally heard from again? It's been a while. Dylan, our favorite Canadian from up there in London, Ontario. He called in. He's a little disgruntled with Eddie Pence. Oh. Can't say that I blame him. Eddie Pence recently said he doesn't like any aged food, mm-hmm. including aged beef, yeah. which is madness because that's the best beef there is. Here up in Avesville, London, Ontario, and then was saying how, you know, aged food is just rotten food, especially meat. Yeah. Well, Eddie, not to bust your balls or nothing, but you know I work at a grocery store. I actually work in the meat department. And where if you don't have aged beef, but I buy my beef, I always make sure it has a little bit of marble into it. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a little darkness. Not gray. You don't want gray, but a little bit of darkness to it. Because yeah. nice and tender and juicy. Mmm. Maple glaze. <laughs> <laughs> Maple fillets, he said. Maple fillets. That sounds good. What is that? I assume it is uh, filet mignons that's, that have been coated with uh, maple, maple syrup? syrup or maple flavor. Why does it always sound like he's walking somewhere? He's, like he never he's, sounds stationary. He's when often he's winded. I think he saves his phone calls for uh, <laughs> the walk to or from work. Get the sense that he's always moving. So there you go, Eddie. From a man who works in the business, yeah. recommending some delicious aged beef for you. No. All right. Alan's got a question for where did it come from? Hi, Ralph. This is Alan from San Diego. Uh, the other day, somebody told me to mind my P's and Q's. Um, just wondering where that came from. Why not B's and C's or G's and T's? Mm-hmm. Why am I minding my P's and Q's? Can you tell me where that came from? All right, LMB. Actually, Alan, I can. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I'll fucking build Mind your P's and Q's. You've heard that phrase before, right, Eddie Pence? I've been told that several times. Usually means uh, mind your manners or be on your best behavior or watch what you're doing. Where did mind your P's and Q's come from and why are those two letters the ones that they focus on out of the entire alphabet. Don't know. Well, I'll tell you why. That phrase goes back to the mid-19th century. 
The reason mind your P's and Q's became a euphemism for watch what you're doing, be careful, it's because the lowercase letters P and Q, when you think about it, if you're a kid and you're learning how to write, what are the two easiest letters to confuse? Oh, the P and the Q. The P and the Q. Which side does that little line go yeah. on when you're making a lowercase P or Q? It could be lowercase B or D, too. Those are problematic. Well, <laughs> actually, no. <laughs> Well, it's the same thing. No, it really isn't because it also relates to typesetting. And if uh, in the world of preset typesetting, they used to have to use letter by letter and put that in a printing press in order to print. Yeah. And the Q and the P when you're typesetting are uh, remarkably similar because those letters are actually backwards on the type before you put it into the press. So if you're looking at your P or your or your Q, you got to be sure that you sort them properly or else you could reach into the P or the Q uh, container there and get the wrong letter. But a lowercase b or d looks, it's just a reverse of the same thing. Okay. <laughs> just, I don't know what you want from me here. I didn't mean to The phrase is not watch your b's and d's. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. So then what happens then? I don't then? know. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to throw the whole thing off. No, I just, I, I want to know where you're going with this. I'm just That's saying all. the P and the Q, you said look like a revert, like mirror opposites of each other. Right. So you have to mine them. Right. But a lowercase b and d looks like a mirror op mirror opposite of each other. Mm-hmm. So they would have the same problem so, in the printing So your press. complaint is with the people in the 19th century yes. who coined the phrase. I've got more than one complaint with those people. Okay. So I don't understand really still what you want, what you want to do with this I'm segment sorry. now. i Continue on. No, I just... <laughs> I don't where, have anything to is say. There, is there anything? I'm, I'm just saying also that. I'm just that. wondering how this helps. I, it doesn't I'm help. I'm just wondering. Nothing, nothing I do helps. All right. Speed bump. <laughs> so there you go, Alan. You got to watch your P's and Q's to make sure that you're writing them correctly, you're printing them correctly. And it turns out, that's where it comes from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I guess uppercase I's and lowercase L's, too, exactly. could also be confusing. Watch, so watch your uppercase. Maybe that's what they should have said hundreds of years ago. They should have done lots of things differently. <laughs> does, does that help the segment if I bring that up? Oh, wait. <laughs> no, that's not helpful either. But thanks for playing along. I appreciate that. We got a brand new segment that people are loving called Ooh. So Close. Ooh. So close. Ooh. So fucking close. Yeah. Ooh, so close. These are situations where you had a brush with greatness. Uh, I talked about myself and my fail getting on stage with Eddie Money. Also talked about uh, going to the Playboy Mansion, almost getting into the jacuzzi with some hotties when you're 13 years old. That was one Garmy member's dream. Uh, Richard Pryor inviting you to the movie. So mm. far, those have been the stories, but none, I don't think, any more heartbreaking than Mel's story. She called in with this one, especially appropriate today after over the weekend. If you play the uh, the Mega Millions Lottery, oh, no. if you had tickets for that, one lucky winner down there in San Diego, California, ended up with over $500 million, I think, Jeez. with the big win. Mel could have been a winner. It was so close. Hey, Ralph and Eddie, this is Mel in South Carolina. Um, I was just listening to Friday's show with the Ooh So Close um, stories, and I remembered something that I've tried to forget since I was a little kid. Uh, but I thought it would be good to share with you guys. So when I was in elementary school, I think maybe third grade at the time, my family had a habit of one of us, one of the my four members of my family would pick out lottery numbers for the week, and then my mom when she went to work at a gas station, would play, she'd buy a lottery ticket with those numbers. 
and every week it was the next person's turn to pick numbers. So one time it was my week, and I picked my numbers, however many, I think five or six, and I gave them to my mom, assumed that she bought the ticket like she did every week, but that particular week we didn't have any money, including $1 because we were really poor, so she didn't buy the ticket. But she didn't tell us that. So my dad's watching the lottery drawing, and I'm already in bed asleep, and I start hearing screams, and I don't know what's going on, and I run into the living room, and my dad picks me up, and he's screaming and hollering that they were my numbers, because my dad kept a running log by his chair in the living room of who picked what numbers every single week. So he saw, oh my God, those are my numbers. He didn't have a ticket, he assumed that my mom did, and he started calling everybody in the family saying, we won the lottery. (laughs) Mom gets home from work, guess who didn't buy my ticket? Yeah, that was lovely. I I don't know if anybody in my house spoke for probably a week. I don't remember how many millions it was, but it would have been nice. And at the time, all I could think was, yay, I'm finally going to get Crayola crowns instead of these cheap-ass fucking rose arts. But <laughs> the next year, I still got rose art. So anyway, that's my story. Love you, mean it, bye. Oh, oh my God. Mel, that makes me sick. Ooh. So close. Oh. Ooh. Little Mel picked the winning numbers and mom didn't buy the ticket. Oh my God. How did the family stop slapping mom? That's the only part of the story we didn't get. That's seen an airplane. Mel, I want to buy you some crayons. I want to buy you some Crayolas and send you the good box of crayons with the sharpener in it and everything. Because that little Mel, she's she's still hurting. She needs some crayons. I'm going to send you some. Oh. That broke my heart. Oh, man. And it's funny. I played, of course, everybody I know played the lottery this weekend. Did you play the lottery? Uh, yes. Yeah. And I was at the liquor store where I buy my tickets, and I bought my ticket. And I had another ticket from the previous week that was a loser, and so I, I crumpled it up and throw it, threw it in the trash. And I get out to the car, and I look around. I go, where's my lottery ticket? And I go back in, and I talk to my boy uh, Marcus, who works behind the counter there. And I said, did, did, you, did you print that ticket? He goes, yeah, I put it down right here. And I said... Oh, I thought that was the ticket that was the loser. I think I may have crumpled up my ticket and thrown it in the trash. And he said, well, here's the trash can. Feel free to look. So I'm digging through the trash can. And sure enough, I had crumpled up my brand new ticket and threw it in the trash can. And at that moment, I said, I'm going to win the lottery. Because there's almost always a story behind the big lottery winners. You ever notice that's like, well, I wasn't going to play, but it was my wife's anniversary. And the plus there... You know, our kid just scored a 42 on their math test, so I used those numbers. But somebody always has a story. That so was your I said, story. if I tell people I almost threw away the winning lottery ticket, but I dug it out of the trash, that is, that's a guaranteed winner. Oh, yeah. I thought in my twisted logic for sure I was going to win the lottery this weekend. <laughs> As you can tell by the fact that I'm still here doing the route for It would have been just, would have been radio silence forever. Oh, just yeah. No excuse. It would have been a, uh, see ya. I just would have sent out a big text to everyone saying, see ya, exclamation point, with a picture of me on an island drinking out of a coconut. Ah, oh, Mel, breaks my heart for you, hon. Especially a, a family that's so poor they can't afford the dollar for the oh, lottery ticket. Man, that's crushing. If they could have found some change in the couch... Just enough to scrape together a dollar. Oh. The trajectory of the trajectory of their life would have been changed. Forever. I think she realized. <laughs> I don't think you don't she, think you need to. Mel, that I don't home. think you understand how your world would have been different if you had won the lottery. It turns out if you win the lottery, it changes your life, oh, Eddie. I don't think man. you understand that. And what if the B's and the D's were reversed right? on the lottery ticket when right? they printed that it? That changes everything. That changes everything. You can reach us here at the Garmy on the line segment, but you know what you got to do? You got to call me. Call me. 
Mondays around here, we're still going on with the tradition of the Ralph Report. We're talking about all the holidays that fall on each and every day of the calendar year. It's time for Holiday or Holiday. Holiday or Holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. By the way, uh, this, this segment was prepared after I had gone ahead and prepared for this day in history on June 10th. Because I completely forgot that we're still doing holiday or holiday. Oh, the on crap Mondays. you would have gotten had we forgotten. I know. Once it dawned on me, I was like, oh boy, now mm. I got to go back and, and do this. So I'm well prepared for next year's June 10th, <laughs> this day in history. All right. Today's holidays, June 10th. It is National Herbs and Spices Day. Thank God we're setting aside some time to, to worship at the altar of herbs and spices. What, what are you supposed to I sell? We just throw herbs and spices on everything. We we already use herbs and spices. People who invented this holiday, what more do you want from us? <laughs> well, apparently they want us to grow them as well. Raising your own herbs can be a form of relaxing therapy. They How? say How? because How you is that get relaxing. You get to watch your rosemary and thyme grow. I, I never understood growing plants yeah, as being relaxing. I, I don't either. It seems like a lot of hard work. You know what's relaxing? Watching Peaky Blinders, episode after episode on Netflix. That's uh, that's relaxing. Not be going, oh shit, I forgot to water the fucking rosemary. So I have to say, sorry, National Herb and Spices Day. That's just not going to happen. Today's also National Iced Tea Day. Oh, is there anything more refreshing in the summertime than a nice ice cold glass of iced tea? Whether it's sweetened or unsweetened. I like mine unsweetened, by the way. With or without lemon. Love lots of lemon in mine. It is perhaps the most popular summertime drink here in the United States. Uh, as an alternative to carbonated soft drinks, it is interesting that 85% of all tea consumed in the United States is iced tea. Yeah. 85%. That's a lot. It's a lot of tea. That's a lot of tea. You would think tea, most people steep it in, hot, hot, in hot water and make hot tea. Wrong, sir. 85% of America drinks their tea iced. No, thank you. What now? I don't drink tea. I drink water. I'd rather have iced water than tea. What? What? I don't like the taste of tea. It tastes awful. Tea tastes gross. Now you can get mad at me. It's not refreshing. The worst thing you ever do is you go through a McDonald's drive-thru and they mistakenly put tea, give you a tea instead of like a soda, and then you drink that tea. You're like, oh my God. I just got screwed. Fuck you, Andy! You don't drink McDonald's. iced tea? I don't like tea. I'm not, not tea, not hot tea, but you don't drink iced tea? No, there's nothing refreshing about iced tea. There's not. Eddie's terrible. Right? More today than usual, by the way, I well, think. No. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like tea. All right. Uh, today is also National Ballpoint Pen Day. Oh, you know, I love me some inventions that we still use 50, 60, 70 years later. Love me ballpoint pen day. It's a solid invention. Let me tell you about the ballpoint pen, okay? On this day, June 10th in 1943, there were two brothers, the Hungarian brothers of Laszlo and Georgi Biro. <laughs> and those guys got their patent for the ballpoint pen. Why well, they didn't use their name on their invention? <laughs> Until 1943, 
everybody who wrote something had to write it with a pencil or with a fountain pen. They're not until 1943. That's crazy. And here's how it happened. As a journalist, Laszlo Bureau noticed that the ink used in newspaper printing dried quickly. It left the paper uh, dry and smudge-free. You wouldn't smear it. Regular uh, writing ink, if you ran your hand across it or your sleeve, forget about it. Right. You ruined the whole page. So he said, what if I take the, uh, the, the newspaper ink and I put that in a fountain pen, mm -hmm. but that wouldn't flow into the tip because it was too viscous. Newspaper ink was much thicker than writing ink. So he worked with his brother, Yorgi, and they came up with an invention of a, uh, of a, a long tube with a ball at the tip that was free to turn in its socket and would pick up the ink from the cartridge and then roll it onto the paper. God, how do you think of that? How do you think to do that? It's fucking magical. That's nuts. That the human mind is capable of coming up with these original right? ideas. And if their parents said he had never had sex, right. we never would have had the ballpoint pen. We would never have the ballpoint pen if two people didn't bone. So 1943, they get the patent. By the way, they had invented this thing in the 30s, right? But they finally get their patent in 43. Right. Then comes along a, a guy named Marcel Bick. And in 1945, <laughs> Mr. Bick bought the patent from the uh, Bureau brothers for what they say is $2 million U.S. In 1945, that's a pretty good price Right, to but they could have been billionaires. Well, look. Right? Who knows how old these brothers were that's or true. how much they needed. I know in 1945, they got a check for $2 million. What's that like in today's money? A gazillion? <laughs> it's a gaz exactly. It's a gazillion dollars. three gazillion dollars. Now, of course, uh, Marcel Bick then started his uh, own company. You may have heard of the Bick ballpoint pen. And he sold, uh, to date, more than 100 billion Yeah, he made a lot ball, of money. Ballpoint pens. It's like a Ray Kroc situation, it sounds like. Yeah, but look, everybody wins. It's not like that's they true. sold it for 25 no, bucks or something. True. And they were living in a hovel no. trying to figure out which way a B or a D goes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bick, Bick runs off. He runs off and he's making his pens. They got a big bucket full of cash. Everybody's, everybody's a winner. Happy. That's true. Everybody's happy. Stop they got looking at the downside I'm of things. Sorry. So happy uh, ballpoint pen day, everybody. And it's also National Black Cow Day. You familiar with the black cow, Eddie? No. Uh, in the olden times, the root beer float was also known as a black cow. Oh, it's not an actual cow? Uh, no. I, well, I... That's what I thought it was. But, but I, 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 I would have thought that thought would have dissipated after I said it was a root beer float. Well, that's why I was like, oh, I feel like that's not a black cow. It's yeah. an actual drink. And then the root beer float, of course, uh, got coined the root beer float. It got its own name. And now, so the black cow is root beer and chocolate ice cream or oh. Coca-Cola and vanilla ice cream. Either way, Frank J. Wisner of Cripple Creek, Colorado, gets the credit for inventing the black cow slash the root beer float way back in 1893. And who doesn't like, well, I don't want to speak for you, but I like me a good root beer float slash black cow. I'm assuming, even though you don't drink iced tea, you would drink one of those. No, I don't like root beer floats. Well, I don't like root beer. And then I don't want ice cream in my root beer. I don't. <laughs> don't. Eddie! Is wrong. Yeah. Fuck you, Eddie! Eddie, what have you done for me lately? Wow, don't like root no, beer floats. Just give me a milkshake, man. All right. Just give me milkshake. Well, although we've had plenty of uh, examples already, you know I leave the food-related holidays for the last because it's fun to see whether Eddie Pence will eat and or drink something. And, well, our cup runneth over today, <laughs> literally, with iced tea and root beer floats. But now it's time for a food to see if Eddie Pence will eat this or not. I will describe today's holiday, and then we will pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If three of that item come up on the reels, 
Well, then everybody's a big winner. It means Eddie Pence eats it. If it doesn't, well, then you know how that works. <laughs> Today is National Egg Roll Day. Ah, oh, who hasn't enjoyed a nice crispy egg roll at their favorite Chinese restaurant? You may think the egg roll is a Chinese food. Well, my friends, you'd be sadly mistaken. It is a Chinese-American delicacy. The egg roll didn't exist until the early 20th century here in the United States. Now, it's closely related to the spring roll, which is a food in mainland China, but it's very different. It was invented in a Chinese restaurant in New York City in the early 1930s. The rumors say, the story is, that it was created to feed the hungry workers at the restaurant. So what they would do is they would take uh, finely chopped ingredients like pork or shrimp, cabbage, onions, bamboo shoots, water chestnut seasonings, and then they would wrap it up in a thin pastry wrap and then deep fry it and then serve that up to the folks who were working at the restaurant. I guess because it was uh, cheap and easy to make, but also you could carry it around. It's uh, it's finger food. Everybody eats their egg rolls with their hands. Well, almost everybody. Who knows whether Eddie Pence eats them at all? I know I love a good egg roll. I bet you do too. Now it's time to find out whether Eddie Pence eats egg rolls or not. Let's see. Here we go. One egg roll, two egg rolls, three egg rolls! Hey, everybody! <laughs> hey, Eddie Pence, eat egg rolls! Oh, my goodness. That's a while. Look at you love eating egg rolls. egg rolls. Especially with like a uh, spicy hot mustard. Yeah, oh, that's sure. That's good stuff. You can dip it in the uh, sweet and sour or the uh, not bad either, spicy yeah. hot. I like the spicy hot. You name it, soy sauce, it's all soy good sauce. on the uh, I like egg, egg roll. roll. I like egg roll. But it's it's chopped up stuff, Eddie. It's all mixed in there, and it's, <laughs> it's pork all, and shrimp and cabbage fried. and onions. And I know. It doesn't sound but, like something you would eat at all. I'm shocked. It, I, but I, in turn, I don't like the spring roll. I'd rather have the egg roll. Hmm. I don't like this. I don't like because spring roll is the thing that's wrapped. It's not fried, right? It's yeah, just wrapped it's, in the. It's like a dumpling. Yeah. Uh, I don't um, like the spring roll. Outside yeah. to it. I like the crispy hard shells. Sure. Egg roll. Yeah. You're American. Well, right. You fry it up. Anything you can eat fried, <laughs> wash it down with a fried Snickers bar. Oh, I should fry up some root beer floats. You should fry up some ice cream. <laughs> wow. That is. I did not see that one coming. one coming. See, that's why Eddie Pence is always a, a conundrum wrapped in a riddle, deep fried in a question mark it was absolutely full of shit however that works that was today's <laughs> holiday or holiday now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment i call the showbiz beats as you know on mondays we like to take a look at the box office numbers to figure out what people went to see in theaters over the weekend it wasn't Dark Phoenix. We know that much. Oof, oof. Let's take a look at the top 10 movies at the box office. Number one, The Secret Life of Pets 2 came in just a little over $47 million this weekend. That also underperformed. They were expecting $50 million or better. Now, no one was really expecting it to hit the heights that The Secret Life of Pets did, which opened around $80 million, I think, the first film. But this one underperforming, as did Dark Phoenix, the new X-Men film. $33 million in its opening weekend has to be a disappointment Stinky. for Fox. Did you go see it? I did. I well, did. You, were, you were bitching and moaning about it before it even came <laughs> I out. Was actually, Why would you go to something you already didn't like? I'll, I'll hate watch as well. Oh, I see. But the first act wasn't bad, and then it just fell apart. Mm. It fell, And then they didn't, to not age Michael Fassbender at all, 
Higgs knows he well, looked the same in the 90s as he did the, the 60s. The magnetism keeps his cells yeah, but fresh. In the 1999 uh, X-Men, he's all old and gray hair. Yeah. Like, throw a little gray in his hair. Like, gotcha. care a little bit. So that was your problem with the Well, film. yeah, that's a huge thing. More gray hair on Magneto. He needs, that would fix everything. That's insane. He, they don't age him at all? Uh, I, I don't he was know. supposed to be film, in a concentration so. camp when he was a kid. I got you. I hear you, man. Oh, I'm furious, too. I would be. I'm incensed you about this. Be. This is unacceptable. Well, it's done anyway. Disney owns it now. $33 million in its opening weekend did not bode well. And uh, as, as Eddie mentions, it looks like it's the end of the X-Men franchise for Fox. And so we'll get a brand new reboot at some point in the Marvel Universe, I'm sure. Aladdin came in at number three this weekend. $24.5 million at number three. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, came in at number four. Rocketman, the Elton John biopic, was number five at the box office. Ma, that terrifying horror film, $7.8 million this week. And John Wick, Chapter 3, was number seven. Avengers Endgame at number eight. Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, was number nine. And then Booksmart, which a lot of people are saying is great, by the way. Yeah. Uh, at number 10, just made $1.5 million, but good enough to keep it in the top 10. While we're talking about superhero movies, congratulations to Chris Pratt. He got married over the weekend to his brand new wife, Katherine Schwarzenegger. They got married at the San Ysidro Ranch there in Montecito, California. And um, did Arnold sing at the wedding? I hope so. I hope so. Uh, where is the little girl I carried? <laughs> where is the little boy at play? Uh. Sunrise, sunset. Come with me if you want to live, Chris Pratt. Um, yeah, lavish wedding by all accounts. It was really impressive. They had the rehearsal dinner at their friend Rob Lowe's home. He lives up there in Montecito as well. He's got a giant ranch there. And so that's where the rehearsal was. And then, as I mentioned, a big uh, resort wedding at the San Ysidro Ranch. And I don't know. Chris Pratt seems like a good dude. I wish him all the best. Seems like he loves Jesus and stuff. Yeah, he so does. He has his loves. I wish, uh, wish them all the best. More superhero actor news. Gwyneth Paltrow was hanging out with her good buddy, John Favreau, on his new cooking series for Netflix, The Chef Show. Of course, John Favreau did a movie called oh, The Chef. The Chef, right? And so I the think food he, truck guy, right? Yeah, he yeah. fell in love with the, uh, the, the fun hobby of cooking. And so now he's got a cooking show on Netflix and he invites his famous friends into the kitchen and they film this whole thing. Well, Gwyneth Paltrow was his guest and they were uh, working together on some dish Favreau starts to talk to her about their prior experience working together on Spider-Man Homecoming. And here's the thing. You know you are officially in too many movies when you can't remember what movies you've been in. If you're an actor and you cannot recite your own body of work, I think you need to get out of show business. Yeah. That's what happened with Gwyneth Paltrow. Listen to this conversation. What is this TV show for? We don't Nobody know. Knows. You don't know. We don't really know. It's like we I started just filming. We were actually doing it when we were filming Spider-Man. That was the first time. We just brought a film crew with us down to Atlanta and we cooked at the Optimus. Spider-Man. Well, yeah, we were in Spider-Man together. Remember we were on Spider-Man? We yeah. weren't in Spider-Man. Yes, yes, we were. Homecoming. You were in Spider-Man. No. Yeah. I was in Avengers. No, you Avengers. were in Spider-Man also. It's what? become Remember Spider-Man at the end and, and the and and Tom Holland's there, and you're going to walk out and do a press conference. I give oh, you the ring. Yes. That was Spider Man. That was Spider Man? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. 
I want to wring, wow. her, ne- I want to wring her neck. She sounds like such a dummy. Yeah. How do you not know you're in a movie? Especially a movie like those movies. Like those movies are huge. How do you not know? The only forgivable aspect I can think maybe is you're doing so much Marvel stuff and there's so much crossover in so many franchises that maybe when you're filming something, you're not sure what, what movie it's going to appear I in. Guess. But there must be a call sheet she looks at every day, right? Or she right. got a script, I can assume? I mean, she had to go to Atlanta to film in that studio. There was for probably that... signage somewhere. Somewhere. Saying Spider-Man Homecoming. How <laughs> dumb is she? Man. Just stick a jade egg oh, up your hoo-ha God. and stop talking. Well, you work too much. This guy is a miracle in music news. Jerry Lee Lewis has just left a rehabilitation center after three months following a stroke that he had. Wow. This guy's 83 years old, by the way. No one lived a harder life than Jerry Lee Lewis. He had like three quarters of his stomach removed from cancer. I mean, this guy is, he's invincible. Nothing can kill this guy. I thought he was dead. He's the only guy left. Of that legendary Memphis quartet, right. I thought that's he was dead. still around. I'm shocked, and and he keeps touring. He was on tour last year. Jesus. I can't imagine it was much of a show. <laughs> For those who aren't familiar with his work, you probably know this song. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much of love drives a man insane. You broke my will, the blood of three. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. His last concert was February 16th, just before he had the stroke, and then he went into this rehab center. Now he's out, and he's talking about scheduling new dates for a brand new tour. Dude, just just rest. Unless he's got no money, I can't imagine why you'd put yourself through that. I guess he just, maybe he just loves the thrill of performing, I suppose. But think of the audience, Eddie Pence. Think of the audience. <laughs> what about the audience? <laughs> You broke my nose and you shot in my brains. I don't you think if he's, he's all strokey, he's not gonna go. You broke my will. You're not a thrill. Goodness gracious, wait for to find me. That's not good for anyone. I might go see that. I know. I, you're a I mean, mean man. You did, you did it. You are going to go You were doing it. it. I was warning people. Oh I was performing God. a public I, service. Oh, that was a PSA. I, I like how you passed the buck on that one. And uh, in more music news, speaking of tours, Celine Dion finally closed out her Vegas residency. She was one of the first big stars to set up a residency in Las Vegas. She performed at the Coliseum there at Caesars Palace for 1,144 shows. 16 years she's been there in Vegas. It's been going on that long, huh? Yeah. I think she may have been the first big star to do it, if I'm not mistaken. I know Elton John got on board early. Now everybody's doing yeah. it, but I'm pretty sure she was one of the first. They don't do it for that long, though. They do, like, temporary residency type things. Um, this was long. Yeah, 16 years. I think they built that theater for, for her. her when she signed. Was it Caesar's Palace? Yeah, yeah, Caesar's Palace. And so she finally wrapped it up this weekend. And I'm not a fan you didn't of go? Celine Dion's you didn't music, per se. But I got to say... I have to appreciate what she did in her final show. She was getting ready to wrap the show up, and she noticed there was a gentleman in the front row who got up and started to leave the theater. And she asked him where he was going, and he said, I can't, I simply can't wait anymore. I have to go to the bathroom. And so she paused the show. Oh. Why the guy went out to the men's room, did his business, and came back and sat back down. She held the show so he could <laughs> pee and then come back. I think that's, that's nice. pretty nice. But you have, to, you have to do that for everybody then. 
Well, it's her final show. Well, I know, but What's like, the anyone danger? else in the room oh, I see. to go pee? You have to see, get a show of hands. How long should we wait? <laughs> yeah, and when she got back, it was very funny. He went to shake her hand, and she uh, she's she's nice, but she's not that nice. I love you, too, but I'm not going to shake your hand. Not that I don't trust you. Joking about the price of the tickets, it was thousands of dollars per ticket to see Jesus. the final Celine Dion show in Las Vegas. Yeah, that's the beauty of live shows, man. You don't know what's going to happen. That's a waste of money. <laughs> thousands of dollars to see Celine Dion? <laughs> to make a joke about dirty hands. I'm just saying. She did the, like, the elbow uh, bump uh, thing there. It was very cute. All right, let's get into creepy showbiz news. This Allison Mack, you may remember, she was the second in command of this Nexium cult which was basically uh, just a scam to try to, to prep women to have sex with their leader, Keith Renier. She was second in command, and it was her job pretty much to groom these young girls who thought they were in a women's empowerment group to uh, groom them to be slave labor and sex slaves for this leader. So currently this is still being uh, adjudicated in the courts, and now we're getting testimony from some of the women who were victims of this cult. A wannabe actress who was on the stand who's uh, just going by the name of Nicole for her own uh, privacy, naturally. She was in a Brooklyn federal court. And here's the problem. And so many of these girls apparently were wannabe actresses or struggling actresses. And people in the entertainment business are just so susceptible to being duped and conned because they want it so badly. Yeah. And the reason she got involved with it, because Allison Mack, who was a successful actress, you have to remember from Small Girl, so this girl was probably a little starry-eyed when... Allison tried to take her under her wing. She said if she joined the empowerment group that she could play the role of Wonder Woman. Wow. That was the promise. They that in front of her? That was the promise that was made. And this girl said, well, yeah, I want to be Wonder Woman. Wow. And got involved. I'd want to be Wonder Woman. I might do I know, but at what point... And I, I, please, I don't mean to diminish the fact that this woman was obviously, obviously a victim. But at what point is there some personal responsibility to where you have to say, if someone's telling me if I join this group, I can be Wonder Woman, that you have to have a, a, a healthy yeah. amount of dubiousness about that. You have to right? be a little suspicious. I mean, it, these people are like fresh off the bus or they've been beaten down so much in this I business. Suppose. I suppose. I mean, I don't know. I've so, never, I can't imagine. While she was being groomed, Allison Mack made her write up a bunch of personal stories about herself that was held as collateral against her leaving the group. All kinds of personal secrets about her, her life, her family's life. She had to write it all down to a dossier that they then held on to and would threaten to release if you ever tried to leave this cult. What is wrong with people? She was forced, <laughs> she was strapped to a table and forced to have sex with another girl that was also uh, under the sway of these people. I mean, if you look at this testimony, it just goes on and on and on about all the hideous things that were done <sighs> to her. She was uh, given labor tasks. And, and then when she was really broken down, that's when Allison Mack said, now you need to meet this Keith Rainier. And uh, so they, they obviously got them down to the lowest point of resistance before 
they pass these women on to the leader of the cult. So gross. So I hope they all spend a lot of time yes. in prison. And speaking of prison, we're finally getting some word of what uh, Bill Cosby's time inside What's has been doing? like. Is he getting jacked up? Oh, uh, yeah, he's massive now. He's yoked. <laughs> I am bench pressing the 400 pounds now. You see, the factorialist muscles are bulging with the function of the Kempston Uh Cosby is decorating his cell through the assistance of other inmates. This is a story from someone who recently was released inside the same facility where Cosby is. He says that typically, a lot of inmates ask other inmates to get them weapons, electronics, or drugs, but Cosby was simply asking for photos of beautiful women to decorate his cell with. Jesus. Who do you ask? Well, according to this uh, former inmate, Chris Jenner, Megan Fox, and Meghan Markle. Man. Apparently, he really likes Meghan Markle. Really? Said the, uh, the uh, insider. But he's mad at her for marrying Harry, he says. <laughs> now, Why? Because he thinks that's that they were meant to be together. That it's just a waste of a beautiful woman on Harry. He's not a big fan of Harry's, apparently. Because he's a beautiful man. He is. I like the Meghan Markle with the jello pudding pops <laughs> in the vagina. Oh, God. Damn. He have uh, reportedly obtained these images through a pair of convicts that he's befriended behind bars named Bugs and King Tut. <laughs> Those apparently his two buddies on the inside. Bugs and King Tut were able to hook him up with the photographs that he wanted. King Tut. Bugs, I need me another picture of the Megan Markle. With this hang, please. Here's, the, here's my favorite part. For years now, his defense team has said that putting him in prison would be uh, undue uh, punishment mm -hmm. because he's legally blind. They keep yeah. saying he's legally blind Doesn't seem very for blind. years. Why is he asking for all these photographs to hang on his wall? Why the spank bank, Bill, if oh. you're blind and you can't see anything? Man. <laughs> I can see some things. I'm walking by here and spanking. The Megan Fox. <laughs> uh, Fox. Cox and Fox is the book from the Dr. Seuss that I love. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on this day, June 10th. By the way, speaking of June 10th birthdays, uh, my sister Karen celebrates her birthday today. So happy birthday, happy birthday. sis. Uh, drummer Jimmy Chamberlain from Smashing Pumpkins and Zwan. He is 55 years old today. The world is a vampire. Actress Gina Gershon is 57 years old. Who could forget Showgirls? Who can you? How? <laughs> Who can you? How? Who can you? How? Absolutely. Actress Jeannie Triplehorn, so good on Big Love, 56 years old today. Guitarist Joey Santiago of the Pixies celebrates his 54th birthday. That's a great summertime song. Just drop the top on that one and crank it up yeah. as you're cruising down by the beach. Speaking of the Pixies, 
Joey's bandmate, bassist Kim Deal of the Pixies, and of course, the Breeders as well. She is 58. Model actress Elizabeth Hurley is 54 years old. Speaking of people who won't age, like Magneto, Elizabeth Hurley, she refuses to <laughs> I, age. I haven't seen a picture of her lately. Just sheer willpower really? is keeping her at 31. It's wow. insane. She just had some pictures of her in a bikini the other day. I'm like, are you kidding me? Stop that. <laughs> Does it look natural? Is she getting surgery? No, apparently she's pretty... just got great genes. Wow. Uh, actor Hugh Dancy is 44 years old. My buddy Kate Flannery celebrates her birthday hey. today. Katie is 55. You know her, of course, from The Office. Uh, she is a Philly girl, and uh, we did the Brady Bunch tour together, and we are uh, its so so happy. I was just talking to Kate this week, and she is going to come on the show to be my special guest in an interview. We're going nice. to talk about growing up in Philly and her amazing career. Such a talented lady. 55 today. A singer, Maxie Priest, is 58. Maxie Priest, the only reggae artist, I think, if I'm not mistaken, to reach number one with his song Close to You. And of course, he's also known for this great cover of the Cat Stevens hit. Oh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. It's hard to get by just from a smile, girl. Oh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. I'll always remember you like a child, girl. Actor Shane West is 41 years old. Actress Lily Zobieski is 37 years old. And speaking of one-hit wonders, the first all-girl black group, the Shirelles, they were the first group to ever get number one as an all-black girl group. With this song, the singer, lead singer of that band, Shirley Alston Reeves, celebrates her 78th birthday today. Happy birthday, Shirley. For today's celebrity birthdays, I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. Thanks for hanging with us today, boys and girls. Tomorrow is Tuesday. That means it's TV Tunes Tuesday. We'll be taking a look at one of your favorite all-time TV theme songs. Also, Steve Ashton will be dropping by with a brand new UK update. We're going to have a lot of fun, but it's not as fun unless you're here too. So come on back, won't you? Love you. Mean it. Bye.